the sun had come up today, didn't we? Yesterday, not a great day in central Indiana for our favorite sports teams, but we knew the sun had come up today. There's good, and there's a lot of good. There's some bad, and there's some downright ugly. With the losses yesterday by the Indianapolis Colts, Indiana Hoosiers, and Indiana Pacers, let's talk about it first. Hit subscribe, punch like, ring the bell, let's go. It's time for Breakfast with Kent. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist in the world. You need to keep your teeth. You need to keep your teeth healthy. Dental health, cardiac health, inexorably linked. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill today, 317-849-2933. That's the number. I knew I'd get there. Colts lose 23-20 yesterday to the Raiders. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And make no mistake about it. Raiders fans can do all the loving of Derek Carr they want, but Derek Carr did plenty enough to lose that game for the Raiders. Let's not make any mistake about it. Derek Carr was not the reason that the Colts lost that game. The Colts were the reason the Colts lost that game. All right, the good. Jonathan Taylor yesterday, 20 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. The 20 carries is not Jonathan Taylor's fault. That's why this is good. For Frank Reich, 20 carries for Jonathan Taylor, bad. You got a guy rolling for 5.2 per carry. What the hell are you doing? Giving it to him just 20 times. Feed him. Haven't we learned that? For the love of God. Uh, he became the season, season, uh, single season rushing leader in Colts history with 1,734 yards, topping Edron James, uh, also good. He is the first player in NFL history with 20 TDs and 2,000 yards from scrimmage in the same season for a 22-year-old 22, 22 or younger guy. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, good yesterday. That touchdown catch that hit a lot of hands and wound up being secured by T.Y. Hilton's hands, that was pretty good. Uh, the two picks of Derek Carr, by Isaiah Rogers and Darius Leonard, really, really good. And then the forced fumble by Darius Leonard was wound up being an underrated huge play for the Colts yesterday. Punched it loose on Marcus Mariota. If the thing stays in bounds, even better. But where it went out of bounds or where it was caused, that brought a third and one, a false start, knocked it back to a third and six. And, and all good things happened for the Colts, really from that point in the game until the very end. Uh, they held the Raiders to 3.1 yards per carry rushing, 85 yards rushing. That was good. They got a TD on either side of halftime. I, you know, I, I don't know how you look this stuff up, but I would bet you that this is the first time that a home team has bracketed halftime with two touchdowns and won the turnover battle plus two and lost a game. I can't imagine that happening. The odds of losing a game when you get the 14, the magic 14 after you defer, it's really hard to lose if you get that done. It almost never happens. And then you add on top of that the plus two and turnover differential, not turning the ball over and being at home. How the hell do you lose that game for God's sake? Um... Another good, the Ravens lost yesterday to the Rams, 20-19. That was a really good thing for the Colts. Here, here's a thing, and we'll touch on it in a minute, how the Colts still wind up in the playoffs. Uh, 
if they win this Sunday. Everything that was possible prior to the game yesterday, given that the Titans beat the Dolphins yesterday in Nashville, it's still on the table. Colts could still be the five seed, despite the fact that they lost yesterday to the Raiders. So don't get all hot and bothered about what happened yesterday and think that somehow that's going to screw up the season. This coming weekend is the weekend. This loss, it's in the rearview mirror. Everything that would have been on the table for the Colts had they won yesterday is still on the table. No big deal. All right. Uh, More good. This is Carson Wentz good. All right. Seven straight completions on that drive, the touchdown drive prior to halftime. He was 7 for 7 for 59 yards before he threw two incompletions, and then they had Jonathan Taylor roll into the end zone for that touchdown. Two for two starting the second half. One of them, that 45-yard touchdown to T.Y. Hilton that we talked about. All right, now the bad. So we we covered some good with Carson Wentz. We understand that Carson Wentz is imperfect. We're not going to crap all over Carson Wentz because of yesterday. There was good there. Now we're going to crap all over Carson Wentz, all right? But we, we, you know, we pulled back the curtain on some of the good. It's not all terrible for Carson Wentz, so let's get to the bad. Um, but the bad doesn't begin with Carson Wentz. Braden Smith, his illegal formation penalty, absolutely terrible. He lined up too far off the line. It negated a 10-yard first down pass to Mo Ali Cox. Instead of first and 10 at the 27, it became third and 14 at the 12 and resulted in a punt. Matt Pryor, terrible holding call. Uh, would have given the Colts a first down on the Raiders 18. Instead, the ball was pushed back to the 36. Fortunately, the Colts fought back to put Badgley, Michael Badgley in a position where he could hit a field goal from 46. That was good. Or, not good. That was bad. Those two penalties, bad. Now the ugly. Now we get to Carson Wentz. Sorry, Carson Wentz. Uh, Wentz, other than those two drives that bracketed the the halftime, he was 7 of 16 for 42 yards. That's god-awful. That's just terrible. Uh, The Wentz miss on the T.Y. Hilton all by himself? My God. If you lived in, like, rural Howard County and you stood in the middle of a cornfield, you wouldn't be as open and alone as T.Y. Hilton was yesterday on that throw from Wentz. I don't know whether T.Y. thought, I'm so open, he's going to throw it at me and I'm going to stop. It looked to me like T.Y. kept moving, but, uh, boy, Carson Wentz after the game said he'd love to have that pass back. I'd love for him to have that pass back. Um, that that miss was one of the 14:55 left in the game. The Colts were up 17:13. He hits that pass. That game is over, and the Colts win. You've got to be able to convert on those plays. You just have to. So let's talk about the Colts for a minute and their playoff dreams, right? Uh, which aren't really dreams. All they got to do is win at Jacksonville. You win at Jacksonville, you're in. You go 10-7, and seven, uh, you're in. Now, if you lose, if the Chargers lose, the Ravens lose, and the Steelers lose tonight, 
the Colts are in. If you lose, uh, the Steelers lose tonight and next week, the Chargers lose, and Miami beats the Patriots, you're also in. So there you go. I'm not sure why it, that works with Miami, but it does. That's the way it goes. And they could wind up the five seed. Could be the six seed. Could be the seventh seed. Depends on how things shake out this weekend. But everything that the Colts could have been, they could still be. Because the Titans beat the Dolphins yesterday in Nashville. That's good stuff. So, we'll see what happens this weekend. You know, you got to go there. You got to take care of business. Now listen, the Jaguars are hot garbage. They are terrible. Uh, Daryl Bevel has not won a game. As the interim coach, they got beat 50-10 to 10 yesterday in Foxborough by the Patriots. They average 1.32 points per drive. That ranks 32nd of the 32 NFL teams. Uh, they allow, over the last eight games, they allow 151 yards rushing per game. They have been outscored over the last eight games, which began with the Colts beating the Jaguars here at Lucas Oil Stadium. 29.6 to 11.9, all right? Uh, their turnover differential is minus 22. They are worst in the NFL. The Colts are plus 16. That's best in the NFL. That tells you something about what can be expected this weekend as the Colts go up against a Jaguars team where all the guys are playing for is, you know... Uh, Stuff to put on tape to get jobs next year. That's all they're playing for. That can be substantial. You can't go in and expect just to walk over the Jacksonville Jaguars like they're just going to lay down for you. However, this is a game that the Colts should win. All right. Good, bad, and ugly yesterday for Indiana losing to Penn State. The good? I don't know. You see a lot of good? I didn't see a lot of good. Hey, they held Penn State to 61 points, right? So they lose 61-58. You hold a team to 61, that's not terrible. Uh, bad, they were 4 of 17 from beyond the arc. That's terrible. Penn State, they were 11 of 22 shooting threes. And we can't ascribe all that to luck. Look, if you leave guys open, they're going to hit shots. They got Indiana looked so bamboozled on the defensive end, running and chasing the ball as Penn State kind of flipped it around. They got open threes. They hit open threes. Indiana, on the other end, moves the ball so slowly that who can't defend them out on the exterior, for God's sake? It's And, and how many times did they decide, you know what, we're not going to give it to Trace Jackson Davis down on the block this possession. We're just not going to do it. We're going to, you know what? He's been fed. We don't need to feed him anymore. We got to get our points. We got to get our looks. That's what it looked like yesterday with Indiana. That is both bad and ugly. They got Ohio State coming up Thursday night at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Ohio State, the 13th ranked team in the country. Look, you know what? Love Mike Woodson. Fantastic player at Indiana. I'm sure that he is a really, really good coach, but it's time to do something. Well, I'm getting impatient. And, and people, oh, you got to wait. You, you, take a deep breath, Kent. No, I'm done taking deep breaths. I took deep breaths when they, we rolled into the Archie Miller era. 
All right, take a deep breath. It's going to take time. You know what? It didn't take time. It was never going to happen. So with Indiana under Mike Woodson, I want impatience. I want them in Bloomington to have my impatience. I want them to say, you know what? If we don't get compliance from the people on this roster, goodbye. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on your way out or something like that. Get on a bus heading north up Ruel W. Steele Memorial Highway and be done with you. Got to win. Go win. Ball out to win. Jeesh. I'm done being patient. Exactly. It's been 20 years. Tom Crean. Tom Crean's going to get it going. Then Tom Crean does get it going in 12-13. And then he decides, or the state of Indiana decided, we're not going to send guys to Indiana anymore. Tom Crean's wearing our ass out. So we don't want Indiana kids to go to Indiana. And all of a sudden, you got a bunch of disparate parts who can't fit together. Then you got Archie Miller, and I'm not going down that wormhole. We can spend a lot of time bemoaning the recent past, and by recent past, I mean the last five seasons and now into this one of Indiana basketball history. Jeesh, um, you can't build with transfers. You can't. You got to do it through recruiting. Recruit the right kind of guy. The right kind of guy in the right program is going to be a fit, and he's going to stick. Transfers? Uh, I, I got a comment yesterday. You got to get some transfers with heart. If transfers had heart, they would have stayed where they were at and fought through their adversity. That's what they would have done if they got heart. And guys who have been with two different programs, it ain't going to work. Uh, Pacers last night, losers to the Cavaliers, 108-104. Look, they got so many guys on the COVID list. Brogdon, Lavert, Lamb, Batadza, Warren, although Warren, he's not playing anyway. Duarte, Jackson, and Keelan Martin, all on the COVID list. So... They signed Lance Stevenson, who played well last night. Six points, three of eight shooting, three assists. He looked good. Lance looked like Lance. Looks like he's in shape, ready to ball out. I love Lance. At least he's interesting. Nothing else on the Pacers is interesting. Even Domas Sabonis, 32 points, 13 rebounds. Not interesting. A double-double for Miles Turner last night, 12 and 10. Uh, Sheesh, they were up 11 with 3.04 to play in the third. Yikes. Uh, Justin Holiday, 6 of 9 from beyond the arc. Knicks tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. Good for them. Let's celebrate some birthdays. We got to do something happy. We got to be happy people at the end of this, don't we? After yesterday, we've got to do something that brings joy to our hearts. And that's celebrating birthdays today. Pat Strong, happy birthday. Bob Hiddle, the great Roberto, Robert Ebbs, celebrating a birthday. Rick Geezer. Happy birthday. One of the finest radio producers in all the land. Uh, Chris Saunders, happy birthday. John Gloyeski, Bob Fine, and the great Kendra Bennett. Happy birthday. It was Kendra Pearl, the former Kendra Pearl, uh, down there in New Albany, for goodness sake. Now Kendra Bennett, the pride of Southern California. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Don't forget to leave a comment. The comment section is the best part of this channel, bar none. I do the videos to get the comments, right? Because the comments are cool, and, and uh, reading even what opposing fans have to say is fascinating to me. So thank you for taking the time to do that. 
Later today, inside Indiana Sports Now, Frank Reich, he's going to talk to the media, tell you what he has to say as the Colts look to secure a playoff spot again. This year, we'll see what happens, but I'd like to see him go a little bit deeper. We'll talk about that coming up today, probably about 4.30.